everyone. Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season nine, episode 12, the one with Phoebe's rats. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. <laughs> um, we had rats slash mice yeah. once. <laughs> I was like, is she going to ask me if I've ever seen rats? Because I've had them in my house twice, which is very disgusting. Once Our with house. you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those little critters really infested our luxury home that we lived in. <laughs> our luxury villa. It, was it actually was luxury. It was because we lived next to a house that was basically like abandoned. Hoarders, and yeah. there was like all these, did you say hoarders? I think they were hoarders, yeah. No, the house behind us had nothing in it. It was totally abandoned. Oh, the opposite of and hoarders. Mm, empty mm. and um we had all of these like fruit trees and stuff around yeah us that the I mangoes think, like overgrown yeah overgrown trees and mangoes and stuff I think it probably attracted them yeah um and also our house not being like sealed properly attracted them yeah that didn't help <laughs> um, um do you remember when we tried to save that one from the bag that was not me. That it was wasn't? you and Kim, I think. Okay. I always, every I time I start to say it, of this. every time I say, I start to say that story, I'm like, wait, which one of you was it? For some reason, I thought it was you. Tell, tell this story because I don't really remember it, but I don't think it was me. It was you and Kim. I really thought it was you, but I honestly, I'm not positive now. I, it, the trauma has um, overcompensated for the Clouded memory. the, the yeah. details. So it had been... It was Florida and it was the summer. So obviously it had been raining and we had our trash bin, like an outside trash bin that you took to the street. Um, But the lid was long gone. So there were six of us living in this house and the trash only comes once a week. And so the trash bin was like always full and we went to take out the garbage. And when we were going to take out the garbage or something like that, we walked out the back door, which is where the trash bin was. And a, ra- a mouse ran across the fence and like dove into the trash can. And then it started shimmying its way into a trash bag. And we were like, oh no, you're going to die in there. Like, don't, I don't know why we thought we needed to save it. I'm not really sure. It just seemed really cruel. So we got like a stick and we're trying to like tip it upside down. And then like five pickled dead mice fell out of the bag <laughs> <laughs> into the water <laughs> because they had all done the same thing. It was so gross and really sad. And I was just like, we are literally attracting them with our trash because we don't have a lid. Yeah. So they just kept crawling yeah. out. Of course they were in our house. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. And I was going to say, when we were explaining why, I was like, it was also six of us. We weren't the cleanest. And the trash, I'm sure, did not get taken out regularly. Um, I was with you once when we were um, taking the garbage out and a lizard... No, it was a mouse. It was a mouse. <laughs> okay, so this um, was you. No, no, it wasn't that oh. story. It was oh. a different one. We were like, we were grabbing the trash. I think, you know, like trash and recycling. And I had grabbed one, you'd grabbed the other. Again, no lid. And I went to grab it and a mouse like came out and we were like, ugh. And it jumped out. It jumped, acro- it ran across my chest. <gasps> like it jumped on me, oh, took yeah. three steps across my chest and then like jumped down and ran off. And I, 
screamed and ran around in a circle for like 60 seconds screaming because it was so gross. And then I was like, okay, let's just take this out and I'm going to go have a shower or whatever it was. I think it was a mouse, not a lizard. I think it was a mouse, but it was. Okay. So the dead ones falling out was you and Kim. Okay. And I think I'm like pushing those stories together because I don't really remember the mouse running across you until you said it. Yeah. So I, I think I've actually I put, kind of forgotten too. I put all my mouse trauma in one story. Um, and then the one time that one got in our house and that guy like killed it with a broom it was very traumatic as well. I don't remember that. Oh, you were definitely there for that. You were very unhappy. Um, I remember we had my, my cat, my childhood cat, <laughs> Wilbur, living with us. And he used to just Wilbur. like walk out into the dining room, look in the kitchen and look at us like, Someone going to do something about uh-huh. that mouse? Cause uh-huh. <laughs> we had one not. little tiny mouse get in our house. This was years ago. And we have like a lot of trees and we have a basement. And so it makes sense in a really old house. So like it kind of makes sense that we would get a mouse here and there. But we've only had one ever. And it was so teeny tiny. It looked like a cat toy. And I just remember we had this couch. It was up against, it was like in our living room where the fireplace is. We used to have the couch underneath the window. You know what I mean? Instead of like now it faces the fireplace. And Mm -hmm. Steve was acting really weird um, and like sniffing around behind the couch, but then also like looking at me and I was like, what is it? And I didn't realize it was a mouse. But anyway, he did the same thing where he was like, are you going to do anything about that? Or like what? And I'm like, dude, you have one job. Come on. Earn your keep. Yeah, like, Cause it was a course um, right before we were about to have like 30 people over for brunch. And so I'm like, I can't just have a mouse <laughs> in my house. We got to get rid of it. No. So, um, but I've never invited also- them to stay. Uh, no, fair enough. My sister also used to live in a really old house in, it was like over a hundred years old in Minnesota. And yeah. like, you know, the mice come in to get warm. Um, yep. They have a base, well, they had a basement as well at their old place. And um, this is when the kids were really little. Mm-hmm. My sister said that like, I think one of them was like two, maybe. Aww. And one of them was like four. They're like, they were like two and four or like three and a half and one and a half or something like that. They were really little. And my sister like went into the other room to like change over the load of laundry or something like that. And they were kind Mm -hmm. of just like in the living room playing on the floor or something. And she heard, no, Margo, it's my turn to hold the mousy. And she was just kind of like, like she didn't think much of it. was like. (laughs) Yeah, or like, oh, you know, they're like playing with some like stuffed animal Mm -hmm. toy or something. And then she was like, wait a minute. And so she said she went back in there and Margot, the baby at the time, like has this mouse in her hand and is like, it's like heading towards mouth. Oh, no. And she's like, no. Like running running towards her to like stop her from putting this dead rigor mortis mouse in her mouth. And she's like, oh, so gross oh baby marco it's my turn to play with the mousy oh my gosh gross oh my gosh that's terrible so funny oh that's absolutely terrible um if a mouse got into my house now 
Oh. It doesn't stand a chance. These cats, yeah, these cats would, um, they like to, sorry, this is not the point. Anyway, we can stop, but I don't think these guys would pull a Wilbur or a Steve and be like, anyone? Who's gonna? Not it. (laughs) Yeah. These two are like the Bash brothers. Um, but this is about Phoebe and her box of rats. (laughs) I know. So yeah, like, well... Okay, so Phoebe and Mike are hanging out. Mike helps himself to a snack and doesn't want to alarm Phoebe, but there are rats in her cupboard. And I love that Phoebe is so unbothered. Oh, no, that's Bob. (laughs) Oh, that's just Bob. That's just Bob. But that's such a Phoebe thing. You know, she's like, oh, he's fine. He's not hurting anybody. And... Mike's like, no, they carry diseases. Like, I can't remember what he says. Mm. Like, leptospirosis yeah. and spanovision and whatever. They do yeah. not sound like spa treatments. They don't sound like spa treatments. Yeah. Um, But, like, she's then she's like, it's so weird that you're so grossed out by him, yet you eat his, let him eat your crackers. Um, mm-hmm. But, okay, like, this is one of the things where we're like, okay, Phoebe, we know you're quirky and we love it. But like, yeah, these are like rodents in your house. Um, yeah. And in your yeah. kitchen, no less. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, gross. Really, really gross. Um, this is probably how Matt feels. I'm like, we have these really cute baby possums that I think live under our deck. <laughs> and Matt is less into them <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Yeah, possums but, aren't great. But but honestly, they are not hurting anybody, and they are outside. Like, they're not coming inside. And um, they keep they... the tick population down. Why? Do they eat ticks? Yes, they do. Ew. And ticks um, are a real are concern here in Tennessee. No. Are they? <laughs> they're not aggressive towards the cat? No. The cat tried to... T- to accost one of the babies which I jumped in and the possum literally played dead with his mouth open but he's like the size of a hamster and he's got like his teeth out and he's like rawr I'm scary and dead you don't have to kill me anymore and then my friend had just come over and we were like looking at the baby possum he like stayed there for a long time it was basically like you know when someone's like playing dead and they like open one eye to see if you're still looking kind of idea like a kid it was kind of like that and so then we kind of like walk away because we were like okay we're not trying to stress him out so he like gets up slowly but he still has his mouth open and he's backing away but like with his teeth out still like don't worry I'm still scary I'm definitely scary very scary possum he's just tiny he's just a little baby um but no the cat like I don't (sighs) they've not been aggressive towards the cat the cat would probably be aggressive towards them but I don't know. But they do not carry rabies. That's a rumor. What? Possums? Yeah. Oh. They very rarely carry rabies because of something with the way their bodies work. Um, But anyway. Yeah. They're just cute. Um, The babies are cuter than the adults. But anyway, I feel like I am Phoebe here because I'm just like, oh, you know, it's just Rupert the possum. It's fine. Um, <laughs> is that what you named him, Renee? Well, Matt named him Rupert, and I stuck with it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
I, I kind of relate to this, but also I feel like it's very different if it was in my house. I'd be like, no, we need to like get you somewhere else. You can't stay here. Um, so Mike takes matters into his own hands and decides to test Bob's neck strength oh. and put out a trap, which, oh, is terrible. Um, I have two mousetrap stories and both of them are sticky traps. Oh, do we want to hear this? Well, one of them is really funny because there were no mouses involved. Okay. One is one is less I, funny. Do you not want to hear the not funny one? I just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really in the mood. Okay. Maybe we'll I'll, just tell the funny one. Okay, I'll Wait. tell the funny one. So the funny <laughs> one didn't actually happen to me. It happened to Matt when he was a kid. And they grew up in North Dakota. Same thing as Minnesota where it's like it gets really cold and like everybody gets a few mice in their house. Like it's just kind of what happens. But you got to, you know, catch them and take care of it so they don't make yeah. more mice. Um, so they had a cat and a little dog. Like his family has always had like little – like right now they have like a Shih Tzu. So I'm oh, sure it was like cute. a poodle or something like little yippy dog, you know. They came home, like the whole family was gone and they came home and they heard this like, these like yelping animal noises, but also this like clap, clap, clap noise, like a, like a tap shoe. And they go into the kitchen and both the cat and the dog are stuck on the same sticky trap. (laughs) (laughs) They both had, I don't know. All I could think is that. (laughs) <laughs> one of them stepped on it and the other one like came over to investigate. Most likely the dog stepped on it and then the cat was trying to bat at it is my guess. And yeah, they both got stuck on the same sticky that trap. So they're just so like clapping funny. around. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, you that know, those things like think... you can just like put warm water. It will dissolve eventually, which I'm sure wasn't yeah. a blast or anything, but it's not like anyone's going to get hurt. Yeah, but it's so they weren't funny. harmed. No. It reminds me of like when two kids won't stop fighting and you like lock them in a room together or like mm-hmm. you've seen that meme where it's like, this is our argument shirt. And yeah, like, the giant t-shirt. Stuck in the same t-shirt <laughs> until they stop arguing. Like I feel like you're just like, okay, well, you know what, cat and dog, you're both stuck on this sticky trap until you can <laughs> get yep. along. Pretty much. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, that's the cute sticky trap story. Um, but yeah, so Mike puts out the sticky trap and Phoebe is kind of like, you know, doesn't want him to. And then they hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And. Realize. Yeah. Realize it's not a rat. It's a mouse, which is Susie. Um, and also realize Bob's a mom. Yeah. There is a lot of realizations happening in this. Yes. It's a lot going on. (laughs) Bob's a mom. Bob's a mom. Bob's a girl. Bob's a mom. It reminds me of our friend like, who got a cat. I like Bob for a for, for a girl. girl. Um, <laughs> but our friend got a cat, a boy cat, and named him Larry. And then took Larry to the vet and learned that Larry was a girl. So Larry is still the cat's name, but it's just funny. So cute. <laughs> um, it's short for Larissa. <laughs> short for. Philosopher. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so she they realize Bob's mom and uh you know then they're like Phoebe now feels we really have, responsible now. Yeah, yeah like we have like, babies we killed, now. 
we killed these rat babies, mom, so we have to basically wean them or whatever. I don't yeah. know, make sure that re- rear rear them. We have to raise rear these babies. Um, but it becomes a whole thing. So, so maybe we should push pause on Phoebe because it, yeah, it, let's um, do that because it intertwines. It intertwines a lot. So on the side, we've also got, uh, Ross and Rachel, since Rachel went back to work, they found a nanny. They found Molly, the hot nanny. The hot and, nanny, which um, bothers Rachel for some reason. It bothers Rachel. And even at one point they're talking about it in front of Monica and she's like, she's hot in like an obvious way. And they're all like, yeah, obvious beauty is really that. not what obvious you're looking for. the worst. And yeah. I'm like, I don't <laughs> see the problem here. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, I guess that I'm not threatened by that. Like, Matt I was going to say, they both working, seem quite threatened. Yeah. Like just basically having a colleague who's attractive, like you got to be able to have, got to be made of sterner stuff. If she was acting inappropriate, that's different, but she's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know she's in your home, but it's like Ross and Rachel aren't together. So I don't know why right. she cares. But also like, and it doesn't she's matter not if she's on, hot yeah. or not. They could still, you know, like people have all sorts yeah. of affairs. <laughs> well, um, I think that's true. That's a good point. I just, I guess it's like Rachel is wants to be the hottest one in the room, I think, right? Probably. And so it's like, she's like, what? She's sure she's pretty, but she's not hot. And it's kind of like, hey, her being hot doesn't mean you're less hot. Like, yeah. you know, there's enough there's for hotness everybody. There's hotness for like, everybody. Still, yeah, yeah. You I don't feel have to like dim their, her shine. I guess there is something a little bit like the person that is like raising your child. I guess the first thing you, you're not like, that's not what you're looking for in a nanny. You're looking for someone who's like nurturing and like caring. And so yes, I don't know totally. if it's that, if it's like, well, if Which she's... she found in Sandy and right. Ross sent him away. Right. You, um, but Ross is totally fine with the hot nanny, of course. You know, Shocker. Weird. Yeah. Shocker. Um, however, I do see the problem with them not wanting Joey to hit on her because as we know... Oh. Yes. You know, this is like a pattern. Um, he admits and, it even. Yeah. He and, does. And Ross does say like, it took us months to find a good nanny. We cannot have you making her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, uh-huh. I get that. Yeah, for sure. And like, I love that throughout the whole thing, he just gets like more and more obsessed. He's like, it's me and hot nanny against the world. And like he calls well, the apartment asking for uh, his daughter, the hot his nanny, daughter, the hot nanny. <laughs> oh, Joey a sounded a lot like Joey called. Um, I mean, Ross doesn't help a situation by being like she's off limits. And Ross, I know when he's like, Joey's oh, like, why did you, you have to, to go that? and say that? Yeah, but at the same so time, I think he like, been like, I don't know though because. He may not have been, like, as persistent as he was, but it was very clear he was trying to hit on her. So, like, Ross putting the boundary up 
should have yeah, been I guess Joey being like, I understand, you know, it's like a It was just the thing. wording of off limits, but like he probably, I mean, I get it. I wouldn't have known that that was like a trigger word either. He yeah. probably should have just been like, can you please not like do us a favor? Yeah. And he does say he's like, focus your sexual energy elsewhere. And he's like <laughs> staring at Monica. <laughs> She's like, uh, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Molly seems great. She's like attentive to the baby. She's like being there, you know, when she cries and whatever, and everybody seems really happy. And I, um, was looking up the actress and it said that she has an American mm-hmm. accent, but she's Australian. And mm-hmm. I'm like, she seems like she, she doesn't sound Australian to me, but she does not. She sounds like she's covering up an accent to me. Does she sound like that to you? She, yeah. I've always thought that she talked a little weird. Kind of like um, Judy. I wouldn't have guessed. She, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed she was Australian, but she kind of speaks a little slow. And um, it's funny because living in New Zealand, and I bet you you would have seen this too when you were living in the UK, um, people here will be like, oh, wow, that was such a good American accent. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. We would never say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I know there's like tons of different American dialogues or mm-hmm. what? Dialects. <laughs> but dialogues. There are certain words that I'm just like, nobody would ever say it like that. It's not yeah. a dialectic thing. It's like you pronounced your O in a very English way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, I, I mean, listen, that's, but this is why I'm not an actress trying to do other accents. I probably what? couldn't do it either. But I'm like, when people, when people are like, what a good American accent. I'm like, I think I'll be the judge of that thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hello, American here. Hello, uh, resident American stepping in for quality control. Um, but yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize, but yeah, she just, she, it's okay. This isn't probably going to be a really good description, but her accent is like almost like Susan Carol's Susan, but like less yeah. shouted mm-hmm. and a little bit more you like, don't think the baby oh, can hear you. you don't think the baby can hear you. Like it's just, yeah. it almost, like almost sings like songy. she's. Yes, like she's at Lilith Fair. Lilith's like Fair. Like performing. Lilith's Lilith's <laughs> Fairs. Like she's performing at Lilith. Anyway, but yeah, she's Australian. Her yeah. American accent is probably better than my Australian one. So let's leave Oh, for sure. Out. Her American accent actually isn't bad, but I, it does sound like she has some sort of different accent. I would Something to hide. It's not yeah. surprising to me that she does not naturally have an American accent. I guess I'll say that. Um, if that makes sense, like it's almost kind of, you know, it's funny is that I didn't know Kate Winslet was English until like, I think I saw the holiday. (laughs) Um, oh, because of Titanic. Yeah. But then if you've watched Titanic since then, I'm like, oh, I hear it now. I can totally hear that she's covering. It doesn't sound English at all, but it's it's clear that it's not a natural American accent, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, yes. It's still it's still very good. Like, I wouldn't – if you told me she was American, I wouldn't not believe you. But I also very easily believe that it's her, like, covering it up, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's how I feel about Molly. It's kind of – she's like a, like a Kate Winslet and Titanic thing going on. <laughs> um. So, yeah, but Molly, you know, Molly seems great. And Joey is, can't believe he lost a girl to counting again. Um, (laughs) But I love that when he's like, when Ross is like, Chandler, can you like stop Joey from 
from hitting on her and he's like you know i could get a job any day so yeah he's like you you do appear to be right on the cusp of something but it's like yeah it's not sustainable to have people babysit joey so he doesn't talk to molly i actually think a better approach would be like hey molly um just asking that you know you stay professional within this group of friends because we see them a lot and we wouldn't want anything to that happen. is a really good point um that, i was I, thinking you were yeah. gonna say i was thinking you were gonna say it was like oh hey molly joey is gonna hit out and i was like well that could backfire if she was into it but that's yeah. a good point if you were to say like oh tough for her though imagine if you were like at your workplace somebody else was like, I need you to stay professional. And you're like, I'm not doing anything. This weirdo over here won't stop hitting on me. Well, I feel like it would be like if, let's say you worked in like a high-rise building and someone on like the security team who worked for the building, not for your company, was like hitting on you all the time or something. And your manager was like, hey, we just need to keep like professional boundaries with like people that work in the building because Ross and Rachel is are Molly's employer. They're not Joey's employer. They can't really tell Joey what to do. I mean, they could try, but you know what I mean? You can't yeah. tell the building guy what to do. They're his but friend you, though. But which you is can tell like... your employee what to do and just kind of like put put a boundary there. But you're right. It would be awkward. But like Joey is so – I mean – it's annoying to me because it's like, Joey, come on. They took so long to find a nanny. Like, be supportive. Like, go hit on someone else. Um, but it's hot nanny and me across uh, against the world, I guess. Against um, the world. <laughs> so, but at the end of the episode, we find out it's actually not a problem because Tabitha's in the picture and Molly's not interested in Joey or any other guy. <laughs> Um, the only other line I love is when, uh, they're talking about how hot she is and Chandler's like, if I was single, she'd be rejecting me right now. (laughs) Yes. And, um, when Ross is like, no, she's not hot. And then he's like, she's so hot. I cried myself to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh, Ross. Um, but what's really going on is Rachel's back at work. And it's also her birthday allegedly even though yeah, she tells no, Gunther once her birthday is may 5th it's definitely not may um but fun fact about this show even though we don't know it's never celebrated at the same time rachel's birthday is celebrated more times than any other character yeah not surprised She's, i was like ashley's gonna know. have a problem with this <laughs> well it's just we might as well have called it rachel and friends that's all okay okay <laughs> feel better you feel Good better one. after saying that <laughs> um, there's people out there that will that are with me on this maybe the i hate rachel green club um yes me and t- t- me and takaka takaka coquette um so yeah so rachel is back at work as per the last episode she cuts from return to leave early to do the presentation and gavin takes over for her and um they're in the office and uh, Rachel apologizes to Gavin saying, you know, I, I kind of made a jump first impression and it doesn't really mean anything. And, you know, I, you know, misjudged you and she's kind of like going on and on. And this other girl walks in and Gavin is like watching, hates to see her go, but loves to watch her walk away. 
Um, <laughs> and Rachel calls him out and is like, oh, I'm sorry. Her ass probably has something more important to say. And she's getting so defensive. And part of me is like, okay, it would be really obnoxious if you're like apologizing to someone and they're like zoning out, checking out someone else, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, I think she's just really bothered by this um, more than she like should be. And I think it's because she likes him, I mean, which we get to later. Well, but like, it yes. seems pretty obvious she, to me. It's like, why do you care about this rando? Yeah, she, I mean, it would also be annoying because she was like apologizing to him, but her whole thing was like, I thought you were a jerk and here I am telling you, actually, you're not a jerk. And while you're sitting here saying, oh, he's a nice guy, he's actually just like staring at some woman's butt while you're like right in front of you, which is like disrespectful, regardless of whether you like somebody or not. Like if your colleague is checking out your other colleague, it's like not great um in front like in front of you do you know what I mean that's like not great and then what I don't like well I guess it's because he offered to watch Emma in the last Mm -hmm. episode so she could do the presentation yeah and maybe that's why she's like hey I shouldn't have made such a quick judgment that you were a jerk which is like he was a huge jerk so like he did one he ended up doing one nice thing but like the the third sentence he said to you was I'm gonna take your job from you because you're on a baby vacation. Like, that's... Yeah, right. He's a jerk. Yeah. And so, anyway, I think he's just proving her point, which makes her upset with him again, because he's just... He is a jerk. He is. Um, and he kind of pulls a fast one on her and is like, oh, okay, I can't check her out, but you were sleeping with Tag. Um, which who does not have a last name. is an interesting point. <laughs> He was like that share was a deep, or Moses. Meaningful relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, um, shocking to me that he knew about that because that means other people know about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Good point. And you know what I just realized is that Rachel and Tag break up, but we don't ever see Tag stop working there. I just realized oh. that. They break up on her birthday, her last birthday. Now that I'm thinking about it, the one where they all turn 30, isn't that her last birthday? Um, Yeah, good point. And, um, or was that two up two seasons ago? It's seventh season. Okay, so it's two seasons ago. Um, But did she celebrate a birthday? Oh, I guess she had one in season eight. Not necessarily if we saw it or not. uh, Was that the Was that the cups and ice where they threw the surprise party? You're going to ruin the day that you put me in charge of cups and ice. That was, um, that was, wasn't it? Because then she was like, Chandler's birthday's before mine. Unless oh. that was even earlier. Surprise. <laughs> I think yeah, that was season remember. seven or season eight. Rue the day. Um, or no, is that? Is that the one with the flan, the birthday flan? The birthday flan is like season one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cups and ice, cups and ice. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so. Oh, yeah, that's the one where Rachel smokes. 
that's season five. So it's like every other year we celebrate Rachel's birthday. So that was before tag. Um, But yeah, I just realized that, that we just like, they break up, but we don't know what happens to tags employment status. And then the only other time we ever see tag is when they think that tags, the father of the baby. Um, and he comes for that like one minute and he's like, no, this is my red sweater. (laughs) Um, right. You do wear that a lot. Yeah. You do wear that a lot. Um, so anyway, I just realized that though. That's kind of funny. So, um, yeah. So do you think he could be working elsewhere in the building? Yeah, maybe. And maybe he's like spreading these very true rumors about sleeping with Rachel. (laughs) He said things that were only partially true. Um, but what (laughs) I, what I'm really confused about is why is Gavin still in her office? You know what I mean? Yeah. This doesn't seem weird to you. Well, it is, but is it because she decided to come back and Probably. he, like, they didn't have a plan? And it was like, okay, well, he got transferred here, and so he's not actually transferring back yeah. until her actual return date. And so I guess what we'll just do is have you guys work on a handover plan so he can get you up to speed with the latest stuff for the next two weeks. That's yeah. if I was their manager. That's If I was Mr. Zellner, that's what yeah. I would do. But it is weird because he is just, like, sitting in front of her desk as if they're... Right. I don't know. Having a meeting or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like she's writing down all these bad comebacks and. Oh my gosh. I love that one. She goes, if you like butts so much, why don't you look in the mirror? And he's like, I saw you write that down an hour ago. (laughs) Thank God you finally said it. Butts so much. It's so funny. So But then he's like, I changed your wallpaper because NSYNC was popular when I left. And, um. (laughs) She still can't figure out how to get the chair up. Um, So she's like got her face on the, which is like my chair. I'm sure I've complained about this before. I just need to get a new desk chair. It's just one of those things. Like, I don't know why I haven't done it. It's like, I only think about it when I'm not like on the computer or whatever to order a new one. But my desk chair, not every time I sit in it, it's like very intermittent, but like often enough to be really annoying, just loses pressure slowly. So like, I will like be in a zoom call and it's like, I'm doing the elevator thing, (laughs) but then I I have to go. It's just old. It is. It is just old for sure. I just need to get a new one. It's like I said, it's one of those hydraulics. I know I need to do this and I just haven't. And there was a while where it would do it like once every month or something. So it wasn't so often. It was just like a fluke, but now it's very clear to me (laughs) that I just need a new one. But, um, but yeah, she's like down on the ground. And um, but Monica comes and is like, oh, you know, I'm here to take you to lunch and invites Gavin to the party for her birthday. And she is like, oh, no, no, I'm sure he's busy, probably plans with his mother. With and his um. <laughs> When he leaves, she's like, why'd you invite him? You know, Monica's like, you were being nice. I thought you liked him. And she's like, I was being fake. And then she does the Mr. Phillips nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fake. <laughs> um, This is, I feel like this is where I start to get bothered. Because Rachel just starts obsessing. And like, I don't know, maybe bothered isn't the right word. 
let's talk about it and then we'll come back Mm -hmm. to what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, yeah, because you're right. She's like, you know, he's the last person I wanted to see. I can't believe you invited him. Monica's like in, you know, kind of annoyed. She's like, oh, yeah, thanks for throwing me a party. I really like it. Um, You're welcome for the party. Like she's, yeah, she just keeps going on and on. And Monica pontificates that it's because he's bothering you because he likes you just like that guy did in first grade um Aww. which poor little fat monica little they monica. were like those boys just had a bet to see who could push you over <laughs> um but uh yeah she just is like not into it um but but like it's just like that's all she is going to talk about right like, that's what annoys me and i i don't know i don't know like what is it that's annoying about it like um because i'm just thinking about like i've had friends before that will be like they just can't stop talking about like somebody right and uh-huh. i'm and they're like oh no like i don't like them or like oh it's not serious like, and i don't it's like, care really then then how come they feature in every single story Uh of yours? Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, I I don't care. And I'm like, you obviously care very, very much. Yes. And I don't know if it bugs me that, like, they are just, like, not being honest with themselves. Yeah. Or if it's like, I don't want to, I don't know, like, I can understand, like, if I was Monica, like, yeah, when she's like, you're welcome for the party. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, she does understand what's going on. And so she is having like some empathy here where she's like, she can tell that obviously Rach and Gavin like each other. And so maybe she's like giving her a break. But I don't know. I just find that annoying. I'm like, figure it out and be honest with yourself and yeah. everyone else. Thanks. I think it's a lack of self-awareness, honestly. Like, Which does bother me when people right, have but I think, <laughs> It annoys I me. I <laughs> think that this is where... So if this had been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks, I think I would I would be more annoyed. But I'm like, she met him yesterday and they've got this like weird thing where they're annoyed at each other, but like clearly they both have feelings. So it's like... Yeah. It's very early. And I think that it would be very easy to not realize that it's because you like him at this point. Because like you said, he actually did some like pretty jerky things. Um, Yeah. But he's being just like flirtatiously teasing enough that I think that she's kind of hooked. Yeah. But there's a saying here. Yes. In New Zealand and maybe in America. What's done is done. No. What? Is that what you're That's an episode of Parks and Rec. There's this lady. She's like, there's a saying where I come from. What's done is done. And Leslie's like, that's a saying everywhere. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, No. Is Leslie coach? Is Leslie coach? Yeah, you said Leslie. Leslie, no. Did you say Jess? Oh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Oh, I was thinking (laughs) New Girl because we usually are talking about New Girl. No, I was talking about Parks and Rec. No, the other ones. Um, There's a saying here, um, treat them mean, keep them keen. That's why I don't think we have it in the States because we don't say keen. Um, And basically, it's this idea that like when guys are jerks to girls, it keeps girls interested. 
treat them mean, yeah. keep them keen. And I'm like, I hate that. I mean, it is true sometimes, mm-hmm. but I hate it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is what's going on here with Gavin and Rachel. He's For sure. treating them mean and keeping them keen. Yep. Um, I would like to yeah. just say that Ben did the opposite of that. And I appreciated it very much. And that's what I think hooked me because yeah. he texted me like exactly 48 hours after our date to be like, hey, how are you? That was fun. We should have another one. It was eight in the morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, eager Oh, and I remember you were like, later. you were like, oh, he's like a little, you know, eager. And I was like, Ashley, because he oh. likes you. <laughs> That's oh, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. You, but you, it was, you were so used to guys like giving you the runaround that you were like, yeah. oh, wow, that's, you know, two days. No, and I'm like, I thought I liked it. No, Maybe you I were, talked to you first you about were, it. But... You talked to me about it because it was that. And then, um, something about like him paying or not paying. And we roped Jade into the conversation. Remember? Yeah. That's why I think it was the opposite because on the first date, he seemed really standoffish. He let me mm-hmm. pay for half. Um, gave me an awkward side hug and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I read into this wrong. And he didn't like, like he, he paid for the first round of drink. He'd off, he'd asked me out for a drink. We went out for drinks, he paid. And then we were like, Hey, like, you know, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's go get some dinner and like keep the date going. And I, that's when I was like, okay, well I'm going to offer to pay for half because like he didn't ask me out to dinner. Right. He asked me out for drinks. And mm-hmm. so like, I'll offer. And so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, let's let, we can split it. And he was like, okay. And I was like, oh shoot. Like I must, he must not be like trying to impress, you know? And that's when Jade was like, oh no, that's just Kiwi guys. Yeah. But no, then but the I do. eagerness, yeah, yeah, was two days later. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep them mean lean and clean treat him mean keep him keen don't don't do it but that's what don't do it lives by don't do it um but yeah i do think he's being like just teasy flirty enough but yeah she is pretty like consumed by it but they are so first of all rachel's outfit um this like japanese inspired kimono over pants is remnant of what Sting's wife wore when Phoebe tried to get tickets. Um, I remember like, I remember like the Chinese inspired dress type stuff was like, or like chopsticks in your hair mm -hmm. was popular. Do you know what? Actually, I, the, the chopsticks in your hair was really popular in like 2003, 2002, 2003. And this was Oh three. So yeah, I guess she's just Um, really leaning into it. Yeah, she act, it actually looks more like an outfit that um like an Indian man would wear to his wedding. Um sure. Me. But anyway, it's just an interesting choice for Rachel's party. Um but she thinks she got a present <laughs> and she oh, did not no, get a present. She this. got a box of rat babies. And so instead of shoes, it's a pile of rat babies. Um oh. And I love, I love the whole interaction. Her freaking out, Phoebe being like, "Those are my rat babies," and Mike being like, "Yes, <laughs> we now have rat babies." Like he's like, "I, I just, you know, this is my life now." And 
Phoebe's like, I had to bring them and they're our responsibility. And Rachel, you're a mother. You understand. And we're not like you. We can't, we can't afford full-time help. We can't afford (laughs) full-time help. Are you comparing my child to a rat? No, a box of rats. A box of rats. (laughs) You're going to leave my party to take care of a box of rats. And then at the end, you know, um, Phoebe realizes that that the rats are going to take over their house because, you know, seven times seven um, times seven well, is a lot of rats. Yes. And she's like, well, but they're brother and sister. And Mike is like, not so important for rats. They're more of a love the one you're with. And I love when she's like, what are we going to do? And he's like, how about we not let the box of rats ruin our life? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's so sweet is that like. Yes. He doesn't, like, cause a big scene or, like, no. Phoebe, you're being ridiculous. I can't he's believe this. So he's so supportive kind of, like, with her. He's supportive and, like, but, like, lets her come to the realization. So yeah, he doesn't, like, fully buy in, jump in with two feet, whatever. But he is supportive enough so that she feels supported. And then he, yeah. like, lets her realize it's untenable and lets her come yeah. to grips with, like, yeah. we can't let this box of rats ruin yeah. our lives. <laughs> is like I saw an injured pigeon or a morning dove I should say an injured morning dove it was like cozied up near the curb um near my house and I could tell it was injured because when I got really close it didn't move it like tried to like shimmy away but it couldn't really go very far so I called a wildlife rehabilitation place that would take it but you have to you have to catch it obviously and so Matt caught it for me put it in a little box with holes I was like, I'm totally the Phoebe here of just like trying to let the box of rats ruin my life. I'd probably let the possums inside if um, he'd let me. Um, ben, we, we found an injured tui, which is like one of the mm-hmm. native New Zealand birds. And um, we couldn't figure out what's going on with it. We think it like it looked like it had some fishing line or something around its neck. Yeah. And so Ben caught it and we were like trying and he put it in a box. And we were trying to look, but... I think it was, it didn't, I think that was just like its feathers. Like it has like different colored iridescent, iridescent mm-hmm. feathers, but it just like, it kept like moving, like jerking its head in a funny way. And we Googled Aww. it and it said that it probably had fallen from a big height and like Aww. had like head trauma. Yeah. But, um, Ben fed it some sugar water, mm-hmm. um, because that's what it said to like give it. Um, and then he took it to like a bird sanctuary and he said there was all these people with like pigeons and sparrows and he's like, get out of my way. I have a Tui. I have a Tui. <laughs> like, more important she doesn't than want your common sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Like who gives a crap about your, um, but yeah, he said it was like all these like little old ladies with like pigeons and he was like, <laughs> that would be you. It's totally going to be me. I just, I can see it now. Um, (laughs) You know what? That's really nice, though. Somebody needs to rescue the poor injured birds. Yeah, I just feel bad. Poor helpless little things. Well, you didn't let it ruin your life. You just got it to a place of refuge. I just drove 40 minutes one way while my family (laughs) was in town. But let's be honest, that's probably part of the reason why. It was it was a good like, activity. Well, go. the nieces and nephews yeah. came and my mom came. It was actually like nice. Um, oh, that's because nice. Because at the wild, 
this is not sponsored by the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, but they have like oh, I'd love it to love it to be. They we, we um, sponsor them. We sp- I did sponsor them. They're like, well, we do this for free, oh. but if you'd like to make a donation, I was like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> they have some like long term residents that are like because they do like Aww. school trips and stuff like that. So they had like a really cute, cute. raccoon. And some turtles. <laughs> and um, what else did they have? They had something else cute. Oh my gosh. We should go now. there next time I come yeah, to Nashville. Yeah, we totally can. We totally Make can. Make a school field trip to the yeah. rehabilitated the animals. The property is actually gorgeous. It's like, like I said, it's like 40 minutes away. And it's kind of up like a windy road. And then once you get to the gate, you kind of go a little bit more up a windy road. So it's very much up like on a hill in the woods. And there's like a creek running through it. It's just really pretty. Um, and they do really nice stuff. So anyway, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like that's something. Cute. Walden's Pond, maybe? I think that's what it's called. Walden's Ooh, Puddle? That sounds fancy. Um, Probably not Puddle. Cute. No, I feel like it might be Puddle. I don't know. I'll oh. figure it out. I'll bring you next time okay. you come visit. We'll, do, we'll go on a I'll schedule a field trip. <laughs> um <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so Phoebe doesn't let the rat babies in her life. But Rachel lets Gavin not showing up kind of ruin her party. Um, and You're right. I don't know why this bothers me. It's so obviously that she's just in denial. Yes. Um, but she's talking to Monica about it on the balcony where uh there were no lights hanging i just want to make that clear for the future um so she's like even though there were no lights (laughs) um (laughs) so rachel says thanks for the party and monica's like you had your party now i have mine with my vacuum cleaner and my cleaning it up my folding of wrapping paper um ironing wrapping paper and uh Monica's like, well, you should at least be happy that that jerk from your office didn't show up. Hello, Gavin. He's right there. He climbs through the window. Yeah, like how she's like, no way to, uh, no way to backtrack. Bye. And just like, she doesn't even try. Um, and, uh, he's like commenting how nobody's there. And she's like, well, it's only, you know, 930. (laughs) Um. Gosh, this party was lame. And Monica, again, you're welcome. Oh, so mean. (laughs) Um. But he's like, I brought you a present, and uh, he's like, I, I got you this present to make up for being such a jerk to you earlier. Um, and she opens it, and it is a scarf, which I actually think is a nice gift. Um, it's a great idea, because like he says, really he's like, great idea. I know it fits. He's like, oh, yay, it fits. Yeah. And that's like perfect. Like, yeah. I mean, and in New York, you, you need a mm-hmm. scarf. Yeah, I'm like, and that he's in fashion, is a so really nice he gift. knows what he's buying. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, right, it's Renee, kind I of. I hear what you're saying. Okay, next, next you birthday I mean? you want a scarf. Well, I feel like it's almost one of those things. It's kind of on par with like you could get anyone like a candle, and it's like probably a good gift. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it's still yeah. like a nice thing that most people want, but it it also can. It's one size fits all in kind of all the categories. Um, that's true. It's but, not like you don't have to know any, you don't have to know intricate things about no. somebody. You don't have to know their size. You don't have to know their preferences. No. Just get him a scarf. That's not, yes, that's not a bad a idea. Yeah. It's actually like a really good idea. So he gets it for her and then he places it around her 
um, kind of in an odd way, I think. Um, yeah, it weird, but okay. But I think this interaction is so weird when she was like, see, you can be nice. Why are you so mean? And she's like, Monica thinks it's because you like me. And he's like, I do. Um, and then he kind of teases her again and then he kisses her. Well, wait, cause wait, 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 wait. Cause she's like, Monica thinks it's because you like me. And then he says, I do, but doesn't he say, I think you're he crazy says, or something like I that? Feel, she's like, Monica thinks you have feelings Oh, because you have me. feelings for me. And he's like, I do have feelings like, for you. I feel you're a little I do annoying. Have feelings for you. I feel you're annoying. And she's like, see, right as yeah. I was about to go and change my mind, and then you, you go and... And then he kissy, kisses kissy. her. Yes. Um, <sighs> and then they are kissing and kissing and kissing. And from <laughs> yonder, mm. we have Ross holding yeah, the toys, baby toys and has like a burp cloth over his shoulder and he's watching Rachel kiss Gavin. And so okay. what do you, yeah, uh, I know we're going to get into this a lot next time, but like I am gutted for him in this moment. And also, Rachel didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel so strongly that they are both free, and yet it is just an awkward situation where, like, they do need to have a conversation, and it's just so unfortunate that he had to see it. Um, yeah. You know, because, like, I mean, I know we're getting ahead, but, like, she is fully planning to have a conversation with him. However... He saw it so that she's like, it's, she can't get in front of that, you know? Um, but I know that this is like, I don't know really how else to say this. This sounds really intense and I don't mean it to me, but like, it's like strike two, you know? Um, because of the phone number? The phone number. Um, yeah. So that's what I was going to say is yeah. I feel like the kisses, the kisses, dev- I could see it would be devastating for Ross to be like looking across and seeing this happen. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't. I, I don't think he thinks that she did it on purpose for him to see. No. Um, like her dancing naked in the apartment. <laughs> you mean you didn't want me? You weren't enticing me with your nakedness? Um, but like it would be like a gut punch. And you're Ugh. but you're like you're totally right. She's even if even if they had the conversation to say like, hey, maybe something will happen between us again in the future, which they kind of had that conversation a little bit. But, like, that doesn't mean that they're now exclusive and they can't. Like, either of them could. They're still free agents, as you've said. But I do think, like, yeah, I just I feel for Ross because it's like it's the kiss. It's the phone number. Like, all the signs are telling him that she is just not thinking of him in that way. And she is still, like, out there living her life, meeting people, Mm -hmm. and, like, he's left behind. Yeah, it just sucks. Oh, it's so sad. Um, Yeah, I just feel really bad for Ross in this moment because it, even, like, hearing about it is probably going to be hard enough, but having to, like, witness it, like you said, I don't think in any world that he thought she's doing it on purpose, um, but I, I think, I think what's probably like the insult to injury of it is he probably feels like a fool, you know? Totally. That's it. Like it's a humiliating. Chump, you know? Yes. Like he's, he was thinking that he had an in and no, 
Um, I am, though, however, happy for Rachel that she's getting a little kiss action on her birthday. You go, girl. Uh, that is always nice. Yeah, um, that's good. What her. did we used to call? <laughs> what was it like when you just randomly made out with someone? Hooking up? No, oh, no. It was like an acronym. No, it was an acronym. Oh, gosh. How do I not remember this? It was? Yes. Your sister's friend told us the acronym, and then we used it for years and years. We just haven't kissed random people in a long time. Um, it was at least I haven't. Like I don't want to speak for you. It wasn't called getting some play? No. I do remember people saying getting play, which is so funny. <laughs> you guys because we, we were in like the, seventh I mean, grade and it was someone like kissed yeah. at a party and it was like we got some play <laughs> oh my gosh okay I, I think you might have sent me this meme the other day or sent it to cake jar and it was like remember when grinding used to uh, mean somebody's fully clothed butt rubbing against somebody's fully clothed front butt and like in a middle school gymnasium <laughs> And now it just means working outside yeah. of your normal work hours. <laughs> That's so sad. No, I sent you the oh, one so that was true. like Grinder. reactions of middle school teachers watching us at the oh, yeah. middle school dance. I can't remember even what it was. I feel like it was like a. It was cats. It was like a oh, cat cats. looking at these dogs. Like, <laughs> like yeah. It was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. Um, oh my gosh. It was Nakmo. Oh yeah, non-committal, non-committal makeout. Make I forgot about that. Me too. I, I was totally like, what was the knock-mo. word? What was the word? Nakmo, non-committal makeout, or getting some play, depending on how you I want mean, to phrase it. Depending on you know which decade it was. Oh my gosh. It, depending on which side of two thousand five it was. Uh huh. Getting some play was pre two thousand five. Nakmo was oh five and on. Technically, yeah, so a little knockmo for Rach on her B day. Well, knockmo. Um, well, I guess she doesn't know what it's gonna be, but currently it's knockmo. Um, true, but yeah, so Rachel, yeah, it is nice to get a little birthday kiss. Um, not so nice that Ross was watching, not nice but, for Ross, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll once again, I feel like next episode we will talk about his feelings, but I just want to like. Once again, it's like, okay, is that why you did it on the secret nobody. balcony where nobody ever goes? You know, like, I know that she didn't plan it. She didn't, she, I don't even think she saw that coming, truly. No, it, I don't think, well, okay, well, she didn't see it coming, but her saying, Monica thinks it's because you have yes. feelings for me. Yes. She's like very much trying to make it happen. True, true, but. But yeah, I don't I, think it was I premeditated really, on the No, balcony. I don't think that she really saw it coming in any way. So anyway, um, we should leave it there because I feel like otherwise we're going to just get, yeah, get ahead of ourselves as per usual. Um, so that is it for this week. Next week, we're going to do the one where Monica sings. Classic. Oh, I love that one. I do too. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you guys join us next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.